Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How to Do Drugs. I am your host, Aliyah Janine, um, and today I have the wonderful and beautiful Corinne Fisher. How are Hello, you? Hello, I'm good. I'm going to learn how to do drugs today. <laughs> are you? I'm pumped. I feel, I feel like Marilyn Manson and Party Monster when Macaulay Culkin had, Macaulay Culkin. had to uh, teach him how to like roll a joint, apparently. I do remember that. I haven't seen that movie um in years but that was that was a good movie little yeah there's like a little set urban legend but i think it, i think it is actually true yeah oh no 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 no. that was based off of a true story or whatever because wasn't it like someone had died or something like he went to prison like that guy went to prison oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah the, the original party monster uh, yeah definitely went to prison for that yeah because i remember watching that because i used to go to a lot of raves in chicago okay uh growing up like in the late 90s early 2000s when they were still like underground and cool and i remember when that movie came out i'm like i want to go to a rave in new york yeah because new york and chicago like they were really big for that I remember we used to get like DJs from New York, like Frankie Bones, and just like freak out. <laughs> I love a DJ name, Frankie Bones, right? And then there was uh, I remember Justin Long, not the actor, <laughs> the DJ Justin Long, DJ Justin Long. Um, Derek Carter was phenomenal. Danny the Wild Child, ooh, he did a lot of drum and bass. Jungle, I don't know what they call it now. Okay, they like to change. Th- they like to change the names to stuff. I noticed, like or, like twerking used to just be booty popping, and now it's, now it's twerking. twerking. Yeah, yeah. It's like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Well, you got you got to keep it going. <laughs> you got to keep it seeming fresh without actually having to do any work to make it seem fresh. That seems like what Gen Z is kind of all about. And yeah. um, I don't know if I could be mad at them for you know what? Like it's very smart. They really have learned how to cut corners in the best way. Absolutely. Because we're overworked. So <laughs> they're just taking our stuff and renaming. Yes. It. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good plan. <laughs> I'm not mad. And actually, now maybe a little bit. Tic- <laughs> like TikTok kind of annoys me. Like it's fun and I get it like the right. lip syncing thing but like the first people that I thought of when TikTok came out was Millie Vanilli oh I was like I was like drag queens but no. yes <laughs> yeah Millie Vanilli did really they they took uh, lip syncing as far as you can take it absolutely so. won a Grammy for it even yeah. and then they had the Grammy taken away yeah and I feel like they should get the Grammy back now for I mean, inventing TikTok yeah basically <laughs> I know I like TikTok as far as like it has good editing features like I like I went to film school and it's kind of like sometimes kills me because editing is so much easier than when you learned on like a Final Cut Pro or an Avid yeah but uh, also a lot of the content is low grade so it's like there's just too much and then people think oh content is so easy to make and it's like well crap content yeah it's super easy so- to make all sorts of content it's just if people are going to watch or not yeah i definitely because instagram has the reels now or whatever and they're editing yeah. isn't even close to what tiktok yeah has. No, TikTok, you get it you gotta edit on tiktok and then put it on and a then reel. put it on of course reel. everyone knows that yeah <laughs> every even the old people yeah know that mm-hmm. and i am an old person so drugs corinne like i know like we've been drunk together like at parties and yeah stuff, but not um not really. Like, you don't really drink that much. I've never seen you, like, super slosh. No. Well, I mean, also, you're seeing me in, in business situations. Yeah. So I do. I mean, of course, there's a, been a couple times, certainly at, like, you know, a holiday, the stand holiday parties yeah. are kind of notorious. 
Um, but I, I do try to keep it together in business situations, honestly, yeah. cause I just don't trust our fucking colleagues. That's so you fair. don't ever want to get a, in a, I never want to get in a place when I feel like I'm out of control or I'm not know exactly what I'm doing and saying, yeah. um, because I don't fucking trust anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like I do, it's hard when you have an occupation that has so much drugs and alcohol around it mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, well you can show up to this job drunk, but I still it still is a job, so yeah. you probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like my thoughts on it. You know, I ran a show for a little while at New York Comedy Club, um, or for several years with um Blair Saki, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like the only show I would allow myself to get drunk at mm-hmm. because it was kind of like a balls to the wall, you know, started at 11.30 p.m. kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah but overall, uh, yeah, I don't like to get fucked up around our colleagues. But if I do, drinking is the way to do it. Like, I'm not a big drugs person. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I, on the other hand, because I grew up in bars and stuff and worked in bars. And yeah. so just drinking at work was just kind the of. norm. Yeah, it was very normal. And now, like, I've noticed, especially, um, like after quarantine, I was definitely a hot mess. Like it was hard for me to get acclimated back into only having like one beer or no beers, you know, at a show. And right. I was just getting wasted. And now like I'm finally back at that level where I could go out, do a spot and like not drink at all or like have a beer and then come home and stuff, just hang out. Right. And get annihilated. You were one of those get annihilated during quarantine people. Oh, I did so many drugs yeah was it because you didn't like not being around people or like what was the or you were just bored or like just bored yeah it was definitely just boredom um especially like i hung out with phil duckett a lot and and growing (laughs) up yeah that's we're horrible people together um but also the best (laughs) yeah yeah no i I can see how that could be both of those things But, like, growing up in Wisconsin, like, if you drank at home alone, that definitely means you're an alcoholic, 100%. But during quarantine, everyone, like, you couldn't be around people, especially in the first couple of months or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have this one bottle of wine. Right. And then, yeah, like, I didn't realize that I definitely upped my my alcohol intake like other drugs like i love i love acid and mushrooms i do those you know actually yeah. quite regularly but like even cocaine i started doing way more of that uh-huh over quarantine you didn't explore with anything over quarantine god no i didn't i did not do drugs uh, <laughs> uh at all during quarantine i think i mean i uh, i am not like i said i'm not a drugs person yeah. uh the only type of drugs i do do are psychedelics mm-hmm. and i mean i do them like once or twice a year yeah so, but I can't, I'm trying to think, I'm like the last drug I definitely did was mushrooms, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been like a good year, if not, so if you're not due, more. So you're due for your yearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm kind of like, I'm experiencing grief right now. So I'm like, yeah. I'm really crazy about not doing drugs or drinking. I even just like kind of started. Like a mechanism kind yeah. of thing. I don't. It makes me feel worse. I know that. Yeah. So I really just stay away from them, especially drugs like that, where you're kind of being, kind of taking yourself to another realm or allowing yourself to kind of just uh like break free and Mm -hmm. you know there'll be a time for that but the time is not now right now i'm like there's nothing i need to discover right now (laughs) i'm good just on this realm and then we'll think about that later about later yeah but i love those drugs like i've had such like wonderful experiences Mm -hmm. and I'm like someone who 
uh, has trouble living in the moment because I'm always thinking about the future. What's next? How do I get nice? You know, mm-hmm. working ahead of myself. And so that's why I really like psychedelics because there it's the one time when like you are forced to be in the moment. You can't be on your phone. You can't be thinking of anything else because yeah. it'll break your brain. Right. So. And just like stay in the present and just enjoy the moment. It is really helpful for that. Psychedelics, especially like mushrooms and stuff like that. They've been because um, they're doing all sorts of like tests and stuff now. And like they've done tests. They've known this forever. Sure. That stuff like that can actually help with grief and like depression like yeah. definitely microdosing with mushrooms um has helped me a, a ton with like my depression even like seasonal depression surprisingly i haven't had any seasonal depression it's like i kind of i was depressed like for three years i noticed and then i stopped dating those particular two people and then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> i'm not depressed anymore interesting how that worked out i was like hmm I got rid of the two toxic people and then all of a sudden I feel better about myself. Crazy. Shocking how that works out. Although I did see um, one of the exes this past weekend. Um, By accident or on purpose? No, no, no. no. It was just on act. Like we were just at the same place or whatever. Um, He's a comic, obviously. Yes, I I figured that out. Yes. (laughs) For those who didn't know, don't date us. We're horrible people. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and I ended up taking him home and it was... um, Oh. Yeah, just I was I was drunk on Saturday. I haven't uh, gone drunk in the village in a while. I was hanging out at the pair. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is like 2019. Just getting wasted at the pair and f- taking my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. But it was like it was different because um, like there wasn't that like I'm not in love with them anymore. And I was just like, oh, you re- like because he's great and bad. And I'm like, oh, this is what you're good for. <laughs> right. So, if, yeah, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel abusive to yourself if when you're not. Yeah, in love with it the actually kind of felt like I got my power back a little bit. You know, yeah. how, like some women who have been like sexually like assaulted or whatever sure. go and have consensual sex with their um, assaulter or Absolutely, whatever. Yes. I was like, oh, now I have the part because now he's calling me constantly and I'm just like, oh, sorry, busy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. Y- yeah, like every once in a while I'll jump on your dick, but that's about it. Right. That's all <laughs> I can deal with. Men, the different type of drug. <laughs> that is another thing, too, is that love is really like Kesha, addicting. Yeah, Kesha wasn't fucking around. My <laughs> love, your love, your love is my drug. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she, oh, you do know. I'm a big Kesha fan, guys. <laughs> You've been on the Kesha fan, crew. Like pop music. Fans. I love pop music. I, yeah, I feel like I, people don't respect it because it is like top 40 or something. But I'm like, I, I really would argue that there's a lot of value in pop music. <laughs> it's just light. Like everything doesn't need to be so heavy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not everything needs to be like Stevie Nicks, even though I love Stevie. I Nicks. love Stevie Nicks too. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I love heavy music and I love Alanis Morissette who can like overanalyze anything. Yes. You know, <laughs> but I also love Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift. I love all these people. <laughs> I so. like uh, Miley Cyrus. Like she can actually sing. Like I like. Oh, she can sing. Yeah. I like actual people and like Taylor Swift, like she writes her own music and yeah. stuff. And like, I respect that album. Yeah. I absolutely love some pop stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Not. It's just, yeah. I feel like it's, I'm not someone who's like constantly connecting with my inner child. I don't know that I ever like, <laughs> Even when I was a child, I was still kind of adulty. Yeah. So I feel like that's good for me. It's like a one, re- you know, it, to meet me and then find like in my personality and then find out that my favorite group is the Spice Girls. I think is oh, you know all of the dance moves to that. I found that out one night at the <laughs> stand. Right. I'm like, are you doing the actual routine? Uh, yes, I am, Alaya. Thank you. 
I respect the art. <laughs> I respect the art, which is amazing. Um, so when you were younger, like in high school and stuff, did you ever explore with drugs then? I never touched a drug until I was 30 years old. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And it was it acid or mushrooms? My first drug ever was mushrooms. And it was home. they were homegrown mushrooms. Not in my home, but my friend, <laughs> uh, my friend Jonesy. He's a comedian. He used to live here many years mm-hmm. ago, he, but he's lived in L.A. for a while mm-hmm. now. Um, and because I tr- like for me, there's a lot of trust involved with drugs and so i those kind yes and i like trusted him i trusted that he knew what he was doing i trusted that he wouldn't give me anything that would hurt me we took them together we actually took them like as part of his um like moving away celebration Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because we kept we were at like a restaurant or a bar or something and we kept taking them we kept taking them like slowly but like nothing was happening Mm -hmm. and then finally like an hour after i got home after hanging out with him for like three hours it hit and so my first mushroom trip i did alone well technically alone my roommate's dog pinkerton (laughs) the pitbull was with me and like Honestly, I couldn't have asked for anyone more kind, anything more kind or patient because <laughs> this pit bull, like I must have like petted it so hard or not like hard, but just like so much that like the fur was like coming off. <laughs> and I, you know, and, and Pinkerton was such, such, just such a patient, lovely, calm dog with a wonderful energy. So <laughs> and I just like ate Twizzlers. I like texted this guy I was kind of like talking to at the time, but who mm-hmm. was like a, you know how so sometimes people in person aren't that exciting but they're just like exquisite texters yeah it was one of those guys oh, that could be so disappointing yeah but it was good at the time <laughs> yeah. because he and he had also like a little older had lived like a much um like rougher more experimental life than yeah. i had up until that point so i just ate twizzlers and rolled around on my bed and hang- hung out with pinkerton and texted this guy and it was it was a nice experience yeah <laughs> yeah because it was kind of disappointing because you like think it's gonna be like this wild night out mm-hmm. with your friend and we're like we're gonna connect on a level that we've never connected on before <laughs> but I think ultimately it was nice to have that first experience by myself especially like because I am someone who like really loves spending time alone yeah and to spend like that long of a time alone but kind of like doing almost nothing mm-hmm. was very satisfying yeah and that sounds like um an interesting experience I've definitely like here I've done mushrooms alone over quarantine dmt i've I've done done dmt too dmt is great what did you think of dmt um i'm glad i like researched it and watched a lot of um like videos and like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of helpful youtube videos for people (laughs) really into psychedelics and so i'm glad i did acid before i did dmt because to me dmt is like just acid bottled up and like pushed into 15 minutes yeah so i think it might have scared me had i not done acid first but i really liked the experience Mm -hmm. i didn't like break through um in a way that some other people i know have but i think that's because maybe like they needed a message at that time that i didn't need did not need to receive and like my message and like kind of what i learned was what i already knew which was like i need to live in the moment more and experience the moment more but it was like very fun and and very wild yeah for the whole 15 minutes yeah that it lasted yeah people have talked about like like the breakthrough or the breakout or whatever yeah is that because i know i've talked about on the show a bunch but there was one time that i did by myself and just like all of a sudden the whole street like everything just turned into a cartoon yeah (laughs) kind of thing yeah um like i've definitely seen more things but like yeah i never had like any 
like I know Sean Moses talks about like he has like this purple lady that like talks to him and stuff. I've never had that on any psychedelic. Yeah. At all. And I don't know if it's because like, are we not taking enough? <laughs> well, that's debatable because um, I <laughs> definitely have taken an obnoxious amount of it. Like I almost killed Duckett. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. With know. psychedelics? I'm like, With that's acid. hard to do. Yeah. No, it's real hard. He was just a <laughs> pussy about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've never had anything like that i don't know maybe because the first time i ever did acid i was in high school uh-huh. like actually in class in high school that's so wild i can't imagine a high schooler like i just feel like that's like it seems dangerous just because there's so many like untapped into feelings that you have when oh, you're a teenager and hormones yeah. And, yeah i mean it was fun it was absolutely fun i obviously didn't stay in class all that long i had to leave after spanish class yeah and then the second time i did it in school um with social studies or like a history one of those types of classes and she had a quote on the board that says in the depths of the mind fantasy insane and reality are the same which happens to be lyrics to a slayer song uh-huh which i found out later when i went and got a tattooed on my arm and i just wrote that down and then closed my notebook and then left class i'm like this is all i need to learn today so maybe that's like a breakthrough thing that's for so me. funny where i'm like no that's actually real true oh that's my god very true yeah slayer was on to something yeah very no cute. i had such a like a pg <laughs> not even pg 13 i had such a pg PG childhood yeah. and like high school experience like I think the first time I drank was like I was a senior in high school I'm pretty sure and it was like the sex in the city finale and I asked my mom if I could have a cosmopolitan to celebrate and we like made them in old jars in my friend's garage that his dad was using to like hold like nuts and bolts yeah like the for, mason jars yes and like we <laughs> emptied that out and i don't even know if we washed it out and then we we, sh- we used that as a shaker and made cosmos and like they weren't obviously very good um <laughs> and the fact that i like called my mom and asked her is just like wow i'm such a fucking dork but it's hilarious yeah i don't know i just um it's funny because i'm such not a rule follower now mm-hmm. but like in some in some ways i am mm-hmm. i don't know uh, but I, I think it's it's been nice being a comedian because I can kind of do exact like whatever I want. Because yeah. even though I followed like I followed like my mom's rules, but I was never like someone who just did what you told me to do mm-hmm. or was you know kowtowing to authority. That never happened. Yeah, you just chose not to do those kind of things. Were you around like a lot of kids that like were getting fucked up? Where did you go to high school? No, I'm from Union, New Jersey. So I mean, there's certainly drugs there, home of Artie Lang. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, I just didn't hang out with that crowd. I was, like, you know, in honors classes. And, like, honors kids, you know, and AP kids do tend to party pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly, like, you know, just pot and alcohol. I mean, honestly, there could have been other stuff going on. But sometimes I was just living in my own little bubble. And I didn't know other things that were going on. So certainly, like, my close friends weren't really doing anything harder than that. Yeah. And even, like, the drinking, like, eh, I was like, oh, they can drink. But I'm just, it's not for me. I'm not going to drink. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I was missing anything either yeah like you never felt like that like teenage pressure to like fit in or be cool you kind of always just like this is who I am and this is what I do kind of thing yeah I just knew that there would be time for that in the future and I just didn't feel like the time was then also like I don't know like getting like getting blitzed at like a party in Union New Jersey like even when I was like 15 I knew that wasn't cool (laughs) you know I just always knew I was like I'm gonna go live in New York City and like that's when I'm gonna have the time of my life yeah experiment with all these things and like because I like 
you know, I wanted to make my all my firsts to be like just cooler, I guess. That makes more sense. cinematic, not okay. these like backyard parties. Yeah. And like I did make that happen for oh. myself. Which is awesome. Did you plan like losing your virginity? I the, did. The same way. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely did. I lost my virginity at the Chelsea Hotel. Oh my god, that's because so I wanted it to be good. I was like, I don't want to yeah. fucking lose my virginity in a dorm room. <laughs> like I want it to be dope and like a good have it be a good story. Or, like in a party. Like yeah me, me and my friend are like we just need to get this over with <laughs> there's so many people who who have that where did you lose your virginity late that you like no um well i mean we were i was like 14 15 yeah that's not that's early if anything yeah i like that you're like i gotta get this over with yeah because like all our friends like a bunch of uh, i remember a bunch of girls in my class like they were already on birth control i'm like we are way behind really that's yeah. so interesting and i remember my mom tried to um try to put me on the pill i think no first um because that's when the depro Pivero shot came out or whatever right okay and she gave me and we went and got that and uh because she's a labor and delivery nurse and they're like oh you know you won't get your period for three months or you can have your period for uh, all three months like, like it's really strange with that shot like some people like that sounds like an actual nightmare having your period for, for three, three months. months yeah one of my girlfriends she had it and she was the one she just spotted all of the time and i like i didn't have it at all my mom's like i don't think that that's normal right <laughs> right <laughs> at all that feels like you would get backed up yeah like all those layers and stuff yeah. like that and it did happen because when i started taking the pill what happens is because it sheds all those extra layers so i ended up bleeding for like three weeks or Holy whatever crap. and just like got rid of it yeah all those extra fucking uterine layers yeah which was um insane but also she thought that maybe it would help like regulate my emotions and stuff because being a teenager hormonal were fucking nuts yeah just fucking insane little retards <laughs> basically but it uh, turns out like all i needed was some adderall <laughs> oh because you had adhd yeah but back then like especially with females even now like you know that's they, a good point yeah they, they don't really test for that kind of stuff same thing with autism like mm-hmm. they just it's so under tested and and under diagnosed in females mm-hmm. and so many and like it's like a lot of it is more like prevalent in in males but there are women who do have it and absolutely so it's like they need to have more tests for, and they also need to have better tests just for men as well. Like I, I forgot what book I was reading. Oh, the invisible woman. And it, um, it was talking about how like seatbelt companies, like it's not, well, well car companies that it's not federally required for them to have like crash test dummies that are female size or like pregnant women. Oh, it's all based off of the male, male size. And yeah. Size. And, like now some companies do that. Yeah. But federally, they do not have to test for that still to this day in 2022. Mm. And because this the book came out in like 2018, mm. which I thought was fucking insane. But yeah, even with like all the um, testing with like heart attacks, um, autism, like all this yep. stuff, it's all yep. based off of like the like unfortunately a white man <laughs> like yeah. a man that's a certain weight and certain well yeah uh, it is like white male is the standard because even yeah. i was reading the articles about how you know i don't know if you had read the irs was toying with facial recognition technology <laughs> they ended up voting against it but even in the article one of the main problems that and the criticisms of their facial recognition was that it has a way lower uh, success rate with 
any face that is not a white face. <laughs> so you're like, oh, you're you're fucking over people of color yet again. Yeah. So it's just like, yes, that's the standard. And it happens with anyone who's not a white man, yeah. especially in the medical industry. Yeah. And they um, and a lot of them, I don't think, really understand how deep it goes. Like I've been working yeah. on bits about like feminism. Yeah, we need it. But it's like. So we don't have these like testing for seatbelts, but now you bitches are going to go get drafted. It's like you guys are fighting the wrong thing. Right, right. No, it's like our, we're actually dying because you're a woman or you're a black person yeah. or you're a black woman. You know? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> hi- highest mom mortality rate. Awful. Which is insane. Awful. Um, so no drugs in high school. So you have done acid. Yeah, I've done acid, mushrooms, DMT, and Molly. Those are the drugs I've done. I've tried pot. Pot is an interesting one for I like me. Like you said, I tried pot. Well, because it doesn't. <laughs> I tried it, but it doesn't work yeah. on oh, me. Okay, I have yeah. like some kind of a THC block. I've drank it. I've eaten it. I've smoked it in a bong. I smoked it in a joint. I've smoked it. Smoked it out of a pipe. It just has no effect on me. None. Sometimes, because the first couple of times, and this happens with a lot of people, the first couple of times I smoked. It did nothing. It took um, it took quite a bit, actually, um, before it actually, like, hit me, before I actually got stoned for the first time. Some people, like, maybe if you actually wanted to try to get high, like, you would have to do it, like, for a week straight or something. Yeah, I think it uh, was, like, yeah, because I was, like, tried it so many times, so many different ways. Yeah, never for a week straight. Yeah. But also at the time, kind of, like, sometimes for me, I'm, like, well, if my, bo- like, if my body didn't respond easier, maybe it's just, like, not for me. It's not, yeah. it's also not something I'm interested in. Like, I'm much more of a, I'm, like, more of an uppers person than mm-hmm. a downers person, I would say, um, which is why I haven't done cocaine. <laughs> You know, that's more of like a safety button for me. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah. And also I think it's like I'm around so many people who smoke pot and like I've had so many serious boyfriends who are just straight up potheads, yeah. include, including now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've smoked pot with your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, I kind of like don't love people's behavior when they're on pot. So mm-hmm. that makes it even like more unappealing to me. Yeah. So I don't know. People love it though. And like I never, I don't want to shit on. I don't want to, you know, yuck someone else's yum. So <laughs> when I'm it like, comes to weed, yeah, I let people smoke weed in my house and whatever. I don't, I don't care. It's just like kind of like not something, not something that I'm super you interested like. in. And also, I went to art school, so I think the smell kind of physically makes me sick at this point because I smelled it straight for four <laughs> years. So it's just like a lot of things about it to me are unappealing. Uh, unappealing, but that makes sense. I don't know. Like I, I love pot, and it's definitely like I rather take. Like, I'd rather smoke weed than, um, than like, take Prozac or, like, an antidepressant. Because those fuck me up way more. Oh, like, so you usually have, like, self-medication? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's always been. Totally. Like, and it's helped with, um, like, anxiety and panic attacks. There have been, like, a handful of times where um, it's given me a panic attack. You know, that's definitely happened <laughs> before. Um, which is rare, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've always used it. Like when I was younger, yeah, you know, to party and get stoned. But as I got older, especially now, like you can see all my weed shit down there. Like I smoke. This is again after the quarantine thing. Like I smoke maybe like a bowl a day now. Like is normally, like no, like right before bed. Now, oh, that's a little. Okay. Yeah, because I used to be like a wake and baker. Like first thing, wake up, smoke a bowl. Then like afternoon, smoke another, and then it's like just maintaining 
that that stoned right because sometimes um if you smoke enough pot it's like any drug you you smoke too much and like it's you're not going to have that that first high right kind of thing everyone loves to do drugs because they they want to recreate that first high sure like with heroin and stuff and it's like you can't do it right my dad like i've talked about how my dad like he's a he's a huge um drug addict and he would like not do drugs for a whole month he just like clean like get clean so when he did do drugs again he could actually have the high it's a real commitment yeah no that's a real things you love yeah Yeah. real drug addict yeah (laughs) no i think that's part of it when you like with the wake and bake and i think like just seeing so many boyfriends do that i have i just have a natural like i naturally am repelled by anything that i feel like i'm gonna be dependent on like Mm -hmm. i don't i won't even drink coffee i was actually just talking to my therapist Mm -hmm. about it i won't drink coffee for the same reason because Mm -hmm. just like the thought that I would need to wake up in the morning and have anything, a cigarette, a, a, cof- a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. it just like freaks me out so much that I, yeah. like even like Diet Coke was the thing that I like really sensed myself becoming addicted to. And I mean that, I know that's- Well, my the, mom's addicted to Diet Coke. It Absolutely. seems like kind of like silly on a drug podcast to talk about Diet Coke, <laughs> but Diet Coke is a real drug. <laughs> and so I banned myself from having two liters of Diet Coke in the house because I would drink like a two liter a day. It was oh, insane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got down to like you know a candidate maybe but there if i like go. feel like i'm fiending for it i'm not allowed to have it until oh. that goes until that goes away oh see so you are stronger than <laughs> i am when it comes with that because yeah. I, I like i don't drink coffee because i don't like coffee like i don't, I don't like coffee either. i don't like the taste like i love chai tea mm, and that has chai tea is great it's so good and it does have some caffeine in it i know some teas that i have have a lot but caffeine really doesn't affect me maybe it is the adhd or like the copious amounts of cocaine because caffeine makes me feel bad it makes me feel jittery it makes me have my stomach hurt i don't like it at all like the five hour energy drink like when i drive like road trips or whatever i'll and that stuff is disgusting and then yeah i have that like like i'd rather do a bump of cocaine like that makes me feel better than a fucking five hour energy drink well a monster energy drink or a red bull makes me feel better than coffee and people look at me like i'm crazy but i'm like it's just like i don't i it's something like abrasive about coffee that hurts my stomach yeah people and i just yeah and i just like don't like the taste in my mouth like red bull tastes like soda i love soda soda's my thing (laughs) like if you're gonna pick a vice for me it's like soda fast food like that's the kind of shit yeah are you big on sugar at all like candies and sweets i like candies but i can like i go on i go off and on keto a lot because i have insulin resistance so like i can detox from sugar I don't want to say pretty easily because it's yeah. never easy for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I always know I've reached ketosis when I'm walking down the street crying for no reason. Oh, so no. like the sugar addiction is real, but yeah. I can go without it. I'm definitely more like a salty person than a sweet person. Yeah. I like the salty sweet mixed together. I've also noticed like not being depressed. I'm not eating as much candy because I even have like a bin. Yeah. Like the little basket just full of fucking candies. And it is like because I have an addict's brain. It's like it's always. Yeah. Wants more. It's like I need to have more. I also try to stay away from cocaine as much as possible. It's yeah. My, it's my favorite. <laughs> I love, co- obviously, the logo of the podcast. You probably say you love cocaine. I do. So yeah. I definitely try not 
to do it. But it is it's hard in those situations, especially since so many of our friends do it. Yeah. Like last night I was in the village and some and someone asked her like, oh, do you have a bump? I'm like, it's fucking Tuesday. Yeah. At 8 p.m. No, I do not have cocaine. Leave me alone. Like, actually. And he was like, whoa. And I'm like, I can't. You can't do that to me. Yeah. You're like, like, now I'm thinking about cocaine. Yeah. Now it's going to be in my brain. And yeah. I had a couple drinks and I'm like, let's do some cocaine. That's how Tuesday. I feel about Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like, just don't mention it. And then I like, as soon as someone mentions it, I can't stop thinking of it. And I go, I'm going to go home and seamless fucking or Uber Eats Taco Bell to my house now. Yeah. Now we have an issue. Now we have an issue. Taco <laughs> Bell is... um. It is one of my vices too. I do like so taco. Good. It's so disgusting, but it's. I love it. I love a chemical, a chem- <laughs> chemically composed food is my favorite. <laughs> like, what's your favorite type of food? Chemicals. Chemical. <laughs> a pop tart. Like, I really love. Like, that's why it's like. I guess. I, maybe that's why I constantly. D- I eat like a stoner, mm-hmm. but I don't smoke <laughs> the weed. So it's just like. Uh, it, like I you think, don't need help in the department. Yeah, I think that's why I like hanging out with stoners because we have the same interests and and palate. <laughs> palette yeah and then i'm and then like they probably love me because i'm like i'm not going to even use any of your weed right so i just you, i just want you. the taco bell more for you yeah i love it they like the kind of things that people like doing like silly things mm-hmm. like i'm like all of that i'll just do completely sober like, completely sober without mm-hmm. it i'll jump on a trampoline like any of that kind of stuff yeah i like to do that, that stuff sounds sober. F- it's fun yeah but i also like to do it when i'm on acid right <laughs> right right some things are better on drugs than other things but also like being sober is um it's fun like people especially addicts and stuff like that and it can be really hard you know to just stay sober and not have like any chemicals in your body like you think that maybe like you're doing something wrong or or like something is off it always feels like something is kind of off if you're not on some type of drug but i've notice especially now getting older i think age has a lot to do with it too it's like no actually sober is pretty cool yeah. <laughs> like it's not all that bad like yeah. like remembering like that that was my big my biggest thing like i really drank really heavily when i was like 23 24 mm-hmm. i had a very stressful job i was working like 70 plus hours a week for like under thirty thousand dollars a <laughs> year um in uh like a talent management position mm-hmm. And so, like, when I left on Fridays, I would be drunk pretty much from, like, you know, 9 p.m. on Friday and then, and then you know, all night and then wake up on Saturday and just immediately, like, start drinking again, like, you know, in the late afternoon mm-hmm. with my friends because it might the stress level was just so unmanageable. Um, but the biggest problem was like, I'm a person who blacks out and it's like, as anyone who blackout drinks knows, it's not always that you drank too much. Sometimes a blackout can happen after two drinks mm-hmm. and sometimes a blackout can happen after eight drinks. Yeah. And that's the problem. Cause if it was like, Oh, I'm just drinking too much. That's something they like, Oh, I can fix that. Yeah. But it's just like, sometimes it's the type of alcohol. Like I don't drink tequila anymore because of that. <laughs> yeah. But you're just like, you know, I'm trying to like go through it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to n- not drink. I really do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many people, especially being around so many addicts, just as much as they're so excited to like do drugs when they kind of become sober, they're also so excited to like tell you to become sober too. Oh yeah. And it's like <laughs> not to be rude, but I don't have like, it's like fucked up. It's like, but I don't have a problem Problem. with it the way you do, you know, I have other problems (laughs) like, and, but that's just not one of them. And like, I've had so many people, people that I've dated that would try to be like, you're an alcoholic. And it, it got to the point where I was just like, am I 
<laughs> and then I'm like look, looking at anytime you know it's I think when someone's you know enough people say something to you you're like gotta look into this oh, yeah, like I don't feel like yeah. that and like a lot of my friends are like no that's crazy and I was like asking my uh, some of my attic friends and they're like no like sh-. and then um, Rosebud actually explained to me she was like a lot of people who got sober like love saying that other people are addicts when in reality they're not yeah and it was all people who I had like it's like a projecting kind of yeah thing. I had had romantic relationships that like ended poorly with them and those were the people who were all saying it so I was like well there's a common theme here yeah you know and I had to like even block like block this guy who was just like constantly telling me I was an alcoholic like, I hadn't seen him in years and he's like I love you but you have a problem I need to get help you're like what are you like I haven't I don't even remember the last time I had a drink right like, what are you talking about right now and and just so I was like I have to block you because you obviously just like don't understand me so yeah. but I mean yeah there was a the, the 23 24 was like a heavy heavy drinking time um but other than that I just got too into comedy and I realized that I couldn't properly write or perform if I was drunk and w- or worse hung over mm-hmm. yeah so well, hung over trying to do comedy is worse like I rather have like yeah. a glass of wine uh, yeah I think I would rather be kind of drunk than hung over because at least when I'm drunk I'm like hey sure you know? when I'm hung over I'm like go fuck yourself nothing worse than a hangover <laughs> yeah. I can be funny drunk I cannot be funny hung over <laughs> so bad. if you have like a migraine oh my god just like impossible that's yeah. another thing too as like as I get older like it affects me more like if I drink too much like last night because yep. I had to count because I like I was drunk like I know I was definitely drunk I had like a beer at my first show then, we, then I went to the village and like um Eddie at, at the at the comedy shop you know he bought me he was buying us drinks and he bought me a glass of wine and then I had another glass of wine and then I ate I'm like okay three is good like spacing them out and then like he had he's like here try this drink and it was like a tequila thing and then I drank that and then he gave me another. I'm like, I can't. That's too many. Just four drinks. I came home and I'm like, I'm kind of hammered. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, too, because it's like it's one thing. It's like you want to keep going. You want to keep the party going. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to yeah. disappoint anyone. It is yeah. is that like it is kind of like that that FOMO or like maybe even an insecurity where it's like, oh, well, people are used to seeing me drunk like yeah. here in the village. So if I'm not drunk, people do. They're like, you're not drinking. And they look at me like I'm crazy because I'm not. Really? Drinking. Yeah. I'm like. No, it's fucking Tuesday. I'm not fucking drinking. Yeah. Tuesday. I think like learning to have like part of adulthood is like certainly like learning how to like just have one or two drinks and like be fine or like enjoy mm-hmm. a cocktail or like something like done by a mixologist. Yeah. And it's not oh sometimes it's like truly about like enjoying drinks. Yeah. Not just like pounding them to get drunk the way yeah. you would do when like you're young. Like binge drinking. Like I that's what I am. I'm a binge drinker. Oh, totally. Like and I still every now and then will get fucking be like, oh, I'm binge drinking tonight. Yep. Yeah. Because it's like that. It's like that. Go, go, go. It's like I want to. I don't have a lot of time off, and so when mm. I have a night off, I want to. This is got to be the best fucking night ever. Yeah. And like it is. Like it's easy to get caught up, caught up in like the moment mm-hmm. and keep going. And then also, I definitely fall into like trying to, at five foot three and a half, trying to keep up with like my male colleagues. And I was like, oh, you can't out drink me. And then it's just like this yeah. like weird, you know, female Napoleon complex it or is something. Weird. I used to. I used to be able to out drink. Like I, I've won money from it um, so funny because well i had learned a trick being a stripper is that like because we used to get paid you know if we sold drinks and shots and stuff like that sure so i would like this guy used to pay me a hundred dollars a shot and fifty dollars a beer uh-huh so i would do like three shots in a row make you know three hundred dollars go throw them up oh wow and then come back 
Oh, wow. So that way, like, they weren't in my system. Yeah. Um, very professional. Very, like, I was never bulimic. Like, I remember in high school, I wa- like, I tried. Like, I also try to be anorexic, but I love ham sandwiches too much, apparently. <laughs> so, like, three hours. Cause I, three what hours a specific later, thing. Because it was. Because I told my dad, I'm like, I'm never eating again. And then three hours later, I was eating a ham sandwich. He's like, how's the ham sandwich? So that's, it's always stuck with me. But, yeah, it was, I tried throwing up in high school. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. But drinking alcohol, absolutely. Yeah, there was... Uh, there was another dude. It's also a strip club, like big three hundred pound dude, and I felt like that scene from fucking uh, Indiana Jones where she's just pounding shots, and that guy just—I was her. I was able to just Damn. drink and then be able to drive, be perfectly fine driving. Yeah, cruise control is your friend when you drink and drive. One hundred percent out in the middle of nowhere, it's a lot easier. I was gonna say I, I was yeah, just like, yeah, I don't think that would fly anywhere I've I've lived. No, but. definitely not in the city, but out in the fucking Wisconsin. I mean, everyone. It does it. Yeah, my best friend's from Michigan, so I, I've, like, spent some time in some pretty rural areas. Yeah, like, it's just easy. And because, like, we, we drink, when we drink, it's like we have a drink and a shot. It's always, like, a sh- beer and a shot. Even, like, when we order, um, like, a Bloody Mary on Sundays, that's big in, in Wisconsin. You also get, like, a tumbler of beer, like, a can of beers. Like, everything comes with something. So it's not like... Like, I used to drink vodka sodas. Like, that was my jam. And then we would also be doing shots of, like, 151 rum. So Jeez, yeah. Like, and finish a bottle of vodka, and that would just be, that would be a normal Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, like, I think about that, because there's some people who would be like, I got, I'll drink you. And I was like, if I was 22, yeah. I could murder you with alcohol. Like, you would have alcohol poisoning. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, now. And you're tall, too. Like, like my, you're and tall. And a camel. I got my own humps and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're tall. And thin. Like, my dad was, like, six foot six, mm-hmm. but very thin. And, like, he could drink, you know, six beers and be completely fine. Yeah. And, like, that just, like, always blew my mind. Because I was like, if I had six beers, you wouldn't be able to understand what I was saying. <laughs> like, that's, that's yeah. way too much for me. That's totally normal. Yeah, a lot of times, too, when I have been really drunk, like, especially around comedy, people are like, I'm like, like, the next day, I'm like, fuck, I was so wasted yesterday. They're, they're like, wait, you drank yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> like, you seem completely normal. I'm like, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you're hammered and people don't even know that you're hammered. Well, that's like, that's kind of like also part of the mystery of, of, of blacking out because mm-hmm. I've had really close friends have full on conversations with me blackout and they're like, I couldn't tell. I think it's like, you got to look in the eyes. Yeah. There's you got to look, you got to find over. yourself in the <laughs> eyes. That's the key. <laughs> You know, there is definitely. um, Oh, yeah. The number of times driving home blacked out like perfectly parked car. I mean, there's been a couple of times where was not parked correctly and doors <laughs> wide open and naked in my bathroom but like for the most for part, the most part for the most part yeah blacking out now too i notice anytime i drink over especially if it's like vodka or if i'm doing shots anything over six drinks i will black out yeah like i think the scary part with drinking is that like you know you think about all the times you drank and then you go how am i still alive yeah i don't know and people people always think drugs are more dangerous but i any time when i go i don't know how i'm not dead in a ditch it involves alcohol not drugs percent yeah because like i still drive on acid like i don't drink and drive anymore i that's a skill that you have to keep up daily yeah or maybe just don't do it or yeah don't drink and drive (laughs) it's very very bad um, maybe not but don't do that but it's bi- it's big in the midwest so i noticed like I-, I remember doing yeah. a stand-up show in i want to say cleveland mm-hmm. it was either Cle- cleveland or cincinnati but i think it was cleveland and w- d- drinking and driving somehow got brought up on stage and it got a round of applause yeah and i remember like 
flipping out on the audience like what are you talking about <laughs> like that ki- that kills people are you out of your mind <laughs> i was just in milwaukee and i did the joke where i'm like the thing i miss the most about drinking is the driving yeah <laughs> and people are like yeah right yeah no it's a it's and you're a- like no it's a joke it's not something that we should be it's not this is a, this is a comedy show not a ted talk yeah, so basically but yeah in the midwest it is really normal like getting a dui is like a slap on the hand like when i moved to florida that's what my uncle said to you he's like you can't be drinking or driving the way you did back home because it's just a normal thing unfortunately in the midwest it really yeah. is just kind of normal that's true all my boyfriends from the midwest had a dui yeah yeah still never had a dui <laughs> but i do um you're safe in the city here Aaliyah. yeah yeah obviously i don't drive here in the city We're but drink I, and walk here i do like that are they bringing back the um like to the to-go cups because i heard like i don't oh, know are they yeah the, well that was a cuomo thing when he was like getting outed for a bunch of shit he was like oh yeah yeah so i uh, mean i loved that that was like a big part i remember like when i lived in williamsburg there was like you could still find a couple places that would do like to-go margaritas on yeah. the dl um but i mean i i, I was at casey balsham's birthday party on uh, on monday and i just straight up took a cosmopolitan in a in a plastic cocktail uh glass and just drank it walking around walking around the yeah. fucking lower east side so i think I think um, I think as long as like we're not obnoxious about you know what I mean like walking around with a bottle or something and we're well it does feel like if people you know people do casually walk around with joints and it's like well can I casually walk around with a cocktail yeah I mean it feels like you know it's a, a double standard kind yeah. of not that I want people hanging out of like you know windows like in Nashville or New Orleans yeah. I don't think but I think you know <laughs> you know casual whatever or like a, you know a, a forty in a in a paper bag Come oh, I mean on. I still do that that's I don't... a classic move. You never get too old for a 40 in a paper Yeah, bag. what's the point of living in this cramped city with no car if you're not going right? to walk around with a 40 in yeah, a paper bag? The par- yeah, because Central Park's a couple blocks up that way, so I would just, you know, have yeah. a cocktail and walk over there down by the river. That's a fun day. It's a great day. I still like, um, I like to drive on acid so i still like to drive on acid now on explain how i can't even use my phone on acid <laughs> Aaliyah. how are you driving on acid um well because that was the thing back in like high school and right out of high school because acid was my favorite drug and um, it's amazing and i my mom wouldn't let me get my driver's license until i was 18 rightfully so because uh, you were always on acid because i was always on it <laughs> yeah because she didn't want to be responsible yeah <laughs> which makes perfect sense even though still to this day way better dri- like i was driving since i was nine like i used to have to drive my dad that seems like a traumatic story <laughs> yeah my dad and my stepmom i used to, to drive them home from the bars yeah. also kind of normal from the midwest for like the big drinkers like a nine. lot nine uh, wow yeah nine were you tall at nine yeah oh, okay because i was like how would you even reach the pedals yeah. Okay. yeah even stick shift like i got my first driving ticket when i was 12 because my stepmom she was hammered trying to teach me how to drive stick uh-huh and i accidentally ran into my friend's fence that i was picking up for a sleepover holy um, crap super fun but i driving back and forth from chicago like I, I would drop acid and then it's um about an hour and a half two hours depending on where we were going in the city in, in chicago and i would just drive in Chicago, you know, Friday night, Saturday night on acid. There's been a couple of times where it definitely felt like like Mario Kart, you know, if there was construction. Yeah. But I just like I'm super focused. Like that's the thing where I don't know if I could ever have like a DMT breakthrough because of like how controlled I am when I am on drugs. Like alcohol is the thing that like I'm like, woo, 
in it. Right. But other drugs, That's like why I, I like it too. Yeah. yeah. But the other drugs is like I have, like I'm, I help people. I'm like, you need water. You need some water. Probably, you know, you haven't washed your hands in a while. Like I'm totally. Oh, I those. try to like sign people to record deals when I'm on Molly. <laughs> I literally met a girl at Lollapalooza. She was lost. And I somehow, like, I waited with her till she found her friends. Mm-hmm. And then I took down her information for her band that, of course, she had. And I ended, we ended up playing her band's music on Guys We Fucked. And then I ran into her again. I had I, So I met her at Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. ran into her again on the Kesha cruise. And I was like, wow. I follow her, We follow each other on Instagram. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I was, like, so proud of myself for, like, writing it down on my phone, remembering that I had written down my mm-hmm. phone, contacting her again. I was like, that was a lot for me to do on Molly. Oh, yeah. But when you're on certain drugs like that, like you connect with somebody and then like, yeah, you do remember those little things. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I've written whole sets like on mushrooms, like over the thing. And I've done them, you know, like at a lot of the park shows. I'm like, these are great. <laughs> I'm like, and they work. People fucking loved them. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> I love drugs. They're great. It is a f- <laughs> it is a it is a fun experience. Yeah, I just uh yeah, I wish it just didn't like take so much out of me or so like many days. Yeah. Especially like after oh my god, after like mushrooms or acid, I am like I feel like I have jet lag the next day. Yeah, you it's do. like a weekend commitment. Yeah, you definitely need um like the day off afterwards. Unless like yes. you're just microdosing cuz I microdose on mushrooms and then the next day been perfectly fine. I've also like I've gotten hammered and like microdosed on mushrooms and then woke up with like no hangover. Oh, that's interesting. I've never, I, I, I've heard a lot of people microdosing in it, especially, um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder mm-hmm. and I know like a lot of people are very into microdosing to help with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. I've never tried it. I'm not against it. I just go, mm, how am I going to know what exactly a microdose is? Because yeah. for me, especially with like mushrooms, when they're still in mushroom form, not yeah. in a chocolate or something, you're like, it's a little bit of yeah, a, because a lot of a gam- you don't know what's really going on yeah. with the serving size. Some of them will have like it's that blue, the phyllis, is what I call it. Yeah. I can't say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, like the the bluer or like the dark gray, the mushroom, like the more it has of the trippy stuff. Basically. Right, 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 right. Um, our buddy, um, he actually has some amazing microdoses and they're in capsules. So they're ground up and it was like the perfect amount. Okay. Like just I was like, oh, this is like a microdose because like a lot of times like I'll just eat a stem or a cap and be like, sometimes it may be too much, but other times it's like the right amount. But like with microdosing, like you don't really get the visuals, you know, where where stuff kind of moves around, you know, like you don't really have that. I notice at least when when I microdose, it's like when I dose those, that's when that happens. That's why I like the microdose because it's just real mild and like your pupils are dilated a little bit, you know, obviously, but not enough to where you know the marble floors like moving around which is and they were the perfect amount um huh i'll I'll tell you i'll tell him to give you some have you have him (laughs) give you some yeah for me it's like um on mushrooms i just laugh like uncontrollably it is like i just i will stay up for like hours i have a specific friend who i like really love doing mushrooms with and we will just be crying laughing to the point where other people who aren't as affected by it are jealous of us because like they're experiencing such fomo (laughs) and we're like we don't know what's going on we can't explain it it's just so funny sometimes it's over the stupidest littlest thing yeah no he does like this friend he 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 decided to do an impression of the singer seal but 
in this scenario, Seal's voice is fat bastard from the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> and I don't like it's something that you're like, ex- it's like kind of ridiculous when you're explaining it sober. But on mushrooms is the funniest, thing. probably the most amazing thing you've the ever funniest heard. Funniest thing. <laughs> and even now, so like in my sober memory, because it's so trapped in my mind yeah. in my mushroom memory, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there's been um, the last time pockets. Um, yeah. The last time me and Pockets, no, it was a couple of times. Me and Pockets and a lot of acid together. Um, <laughs> oh, Pockets. Um, it was it, it was like uh, 2020, like the summer of 2020, and we had we went to one of the restaurants up the street here, like outdoor thing. I think it was just over a word, like how someone said the word right or something <laughs> like that. But like we just sat down. And then, so, like, it just happened, and we're, like, in tears. Like, we couldn't even order food. Because you're laughing <laughs> like, so hard. We were laughing so hard. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about acid. Oh, my drugs. God. Yeah. It's just, just that. So, to, laugh, to laugh to the point of the crying is, like, one of life's most pure gifts. It really is, mm-hmm. and it's so underrated. And people don't get to do that enough, I no. don't think. Oh, my like, God. That's like, why I remember moments when I cried till yeah. I, when I laughed till I it's cried. It's almost like having an orgasm. Like, your body needs that release. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Crying and the laughing combined because it's like it's sadness and happiness combined yeah i mean i, I remember yeah. being interviewed they did a big um story with female comedians about you know rape jokes and, mm-hmm. and, and whether or not we should be able to tell them and that's kind of how i explained it i'm like it's something so heavy so hard to deal with um so under talked about so you know with so many women feel it just abandoned unheard unseen mm-hmm. but it's 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 when it's something that heavy that's going to elicit the the greatest uh, laugh ever. The, the laugh and response and it mm-hmm. is like it's like a sigh it's like taking a breath it's releasing all mm-hmm. that anguish and yeah so it's it re- like you've healed from that thing if you can yeah. laugh at the most traumatic things that have happened to you that means you've obviously you've healed you've from done it. some work you understand it on a deeper level so yeah. like it crushes me when people can't handle like a really you know in quotes offensive joke i'm yeah. like oh but that's the next step to your freedom yeah i'm like and i've told people i'm like someday you'll heal from that and <laughs> this will be very funny yeah like you have to and they get offended i'm like you're offended because you're not healed from it that's not my fault right it's not my fault that you're triggered by something that you need to heal your goddamn self yeah so work on you <laughs> yeah i mean the answer is always work on you for sure oh literally forever every day every second it's so annoying <laughs> which is why i like drugs <laughs> i hear you it does it gives you that little break where you're like all right i'm not doing this right now I don't yeah i don't have to think about it I, for me it's yeah. like it helps i feel good with me but like a lot of times like uh, especially in this career I felt very overwhelmed by everyone else's energy so I yeah. feel like um, you know alcohol especially can really act as like a like a bubble or a barrier to kind of protect me from their negative energy yeah because there's been a couple of times yeah which is people where you're like whoa like they even have to talk just like sitting next to me yeah, and it's I'm just like, too much yeah I'm like all right you need to work on that <laughs> yeah whatever whatever that is whatever that it. is you need to work on that sweetheart mm-hmm. all right well um you have a new special coming out, which I'm I very, do. I'm excited about you and Christina. Thank you. It's called Our Special Day, out on Valentine's Day on Aww. YouTube. Very excited about it. It's yeah. It's we both did um, half hour of comedy. There's some audience interaction, like we do at our live touring shows, mm-hmm. and I just think it's like a really nice love letter, you know, to the fuckers who have been so supportive 
mm-hmm. of us and then also to ourselves and i directed it which i'm really excited about Ooh, that's so exciting yeah. yeah i saw the little preview and stuff and you guys are you did everything on your own and it's like a youtube like yeah i mean I, we hired a production company that we you know worked with we, we definitely spent a lot of money yeah. on it but like yeah we wanted to just do it our way mm-hmm. and it's funny because this is something i had wanted to do i had asked our agents about it like five years ago and they looked at me like i'm crazy but now it's such a different world and you know especially people like andrew andrew schultz mm-hmm. um definitely want to credit him uh really you know pushed it forward and was like no like you can do whatever you want to do don't let people tell you no which we already knew from doing the guys we fucked podcast because yeah. to me it was like a very like it was a linear move almost it mm-hmm. made sense you know we created our own podcast we mm-hmm. had success with that and and part of that was that we didn't have anyone telling us what to do mm-hmm. so it only made sense to make our own youtube special yeah but you know agents and managers they always want you to like, sell to netflix or hulu or amazon yeah. prime and i go they don't i think i feel like a teenage daughter they don't understand me <laughs> they don't understand me i don't want to i want to do it myself yeah and have it done your way and then that way like all the content is still yours because a lot of times like a lot of those companies will try to be like you can't tell these jokes anymore it's like yeah you, you don't ever want to give up your intellectual property yeah. and especially when it's kind of your your like introduction to the world of like what you do mm-hmm. i i I just really wanted to have control over that myself. And, yep. you know, so this, the success can be a hundred percent ours or, you know, n- not going to happen, but yeah. fa- <laughs> failure can also be yours. Yeah. I think, I think to own your failure or s- your success um, either way and can be empowering. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. You have to, you have to own them both, especially <laughs> the failures. Otherwise they'll never succeed. Yeah. Right? And you don't want to blame that on somebody else. You're like, okay, well I did something. It didn't work and I'll try something uh, yeah. else. Although it is fun blaming other people for your problems. <laughs> Big failure of that <laughs> it's not my fault it's your fault mom no just kidding uh, <laughs> where can people find you on social media um i am at philanthropy gal on everything uh mostly on instagram twitter tiktok and then uh the youtube channel for the special is youtube.com uh slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked so <laughs> 9 p.m eastern standard time valentine's day and christina and i are going to be live chatting along with oh nice who watches like the it. premiere thing yeah or for whatever. the premiere so that'll oh, be fun that's fun valentine's Day. that's yeah. monday that's coming up next week right? hell yeah <gasps> less than a week away at this oh point oh my god are you excited are yeah you i'm nervous? super excited and i also i'm just like i'm just like i've sat with it so long and like especially having directed it and yeah. editing it and just little every little nook and cranny i've like li- looked over and listened to so i'm excited to share it with other people and also just like get it the fuck just, out and there. just get it out of my <laughs> just get it out into the world you're good you know it's uh, nothing is going to ever be like a fucking 100 perfect yeah but it's like perfect for what we wanted to show people. yeah that's so. another thing too not everything is perfect yeah at a certain point my manager was just like you just gotta you just gotta make stuff and let it go and and kind of that's why i like this andy warhol quote on your on your wall it's like you just want to keep making the art and you know while people are deciding whether it's good or bad you make some more it's like a very i mean i'm a big andy warhol fan so also someone who you think would use a lot of drugs didn't use drugs at all yeah 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 he was just naturally crazy he was just like going to like church with his mother Yeah. Yeah, he was a little weirdo. And I love him. <laughs> what a little weirdo. Uh, you obviously listen to this wonderful wonderful podcast um, on YouTube, Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Uh, follow us on, follow me, us, I'm, well, me and Lucy. Aww. <laughs> That's us, we're a team. Um, Twitter and Instagram at How to Do Drugs Pod. Please rate and subscribe. I need some more um, awesome reviews. Uh, that would be great. Oh, also on Audible and Amazon, I guess the podcast is there as well. Um, I'm Aaliyah Janine. Uh, you can find me, the Aaliyah Janine, on Twitter and Aaliyah.janine on Instagram. Okay, that's it. Bye.